Welcome to Fantasy Sports Daily with Kyle Elfrink and Ray Flowers, Monday through Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Don't forget to use the promo code FSD20 for a 20% discount on the products over at FantasyGuru.com. A happy Thanksgiving to all, and we appreciate everybody taking about a 40 to 45 minute break from the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Ray, Ray, Ray we are counter-programming to the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. How you doing today, Buster? I'm good. Happy uh, Thanksgiving. Thanks for being here today, Kyle. And uh, hopefully people have seen enough floats in their lifetime that they're uh, willing to listen to us today talk a little football. You know, I watched a little of the uh, parade this morning. And uh, I must say, I'm, I'm a little disappointed that they don't show enough of the floats and the balloons. It's all about promoting crap and people talking, but we miss, like, the the, the parade. I, I So that's my complaint when it comes to... We don't need the fake singing. Everything. The fake singing and dancing in the street for the performances yeah, that no okay. one's going to watch. I get it. I get it. But I don't need a lot of it. Yeah. Like, I'd rather see the Jolly Green Giant, you know? <laughs> that's cooler to me. Than people twirling around in the middle of Manhattan. I mean, that's that's just me, though. Uh, happy Thanksgiving to all. Yes, we are here live because it's an important day. It's a it's a, a three game NFL slate. Uh, obviously, the traditional game in Detroit and in Dallas, and later tonight, Seattle. So it's a fun day. We're happy to be here. A, a bit shorter than usual as we kind of dig into things from a DFS perspective. We got some fantasy news. There was a baseball trade, but. Lot to get to. Uh, let's give you the rundown. We are just about 90 minutes away from kickoff between the Packers and the Lions. You see it right there, 1230 Eastern. Washington, Dallas, they get rolling at 430. And then the uh, game tonight on NBC, the Niners and the Seahawks. Pretty important game there. 820 is the start there. We'll get you some injury news uh, beyond these three games, including a Thursday morning update on Justin Jefferson. Will he or will he not be back for week 12? And we'll even sneak in some baseball because we did have a trade yesterday uh, with Eugenio Suarez leaving the Mariners, going to the Diamondbacks. The other key component of what we're doing today here on Fantasy Sports Daily, specials. Oh, yes. Everybody's got a Thanksgiving special. Everybody has a Black Friday special. Ray, what are the specials at Fantasy Guru? You got it, Kyle. We've got two main specials. One we've been talking about this week, and that is if you want to get the NFL package. And that includes seasonal and DFS, everything. It also includes betting, actually. Everything the rest of the way, not just through the regular season. You might think that's too short. No, it goes all the way through the playoffs, all the way through the Super Bowl. You get all the DFS we have at FantasyGuru.com. You get all the seasonal football of any kind at FantasyGuru.com through the Super Bowl. Use the promo code FSD20 to sign up for that. So, again, that's the one we've been talking about rest of the season football. Now, the second one is the special Thanksgiving one that Kyle was talking oh about. Oh, my gosh. I hope that's not your turkey, Ray. Is that what that you're is, eating later today? That's No, we're not eating that. I'm not into <laughs> eating Jeff Mann's. Uh, I believe this is a riff off uh, Kramer from Seinfeld. <laughs> uh, but that's the Mansgiving deal. And this one's exciting. Um, this one is the following. Use the promo code TURKEY40, right? TURKEY40. You can upgrade to our platinum plan, which is DFS, betting, Seasonal, the whole thing, all the sports, football, baseball, everything we cover, okay? That's a 40% discount, which is a huge bargain because, again, you get all the sports we do, EPL, racing, uh, basketball, NHL, football, baseball, that kind of stuff. Use the promo code TURKEY40 for that one. That's only good through the weekend. Okay, 40% off the VIP Platinum plan. Yeah, That's everything, right? I mean, that's everything. like the high... That's that's the best subscription you can get at Fantasy Guru. Forty percent off all the stuff, like Discord, all the all the you know videos that we do, all the articles we write, all the sports we cover. Turkey forty for that one, Kyle. Go back to that image at the top, Ray. Yeah, um, you know, that turkey looks cooked, but Jeff, as usual, not even sweating. <laughs> the guy is cool, even out of the oven. Look at this guy. You know, he actually doesn't sweat. Like, <laughs> like for real, he doesn't. I don't know. He might sweat in an oven. Maybe not. Um, he, he's got a little glaze, you know, a little golden tan there. Um, but yeah, not even the, not even sweat. And his headphones didn't even melt in the oven. Yep. And uh, he's probably hanging around Discord. I bet this morning, getting people set uh, for the games this afternoon. It's a fun to, to me, Ray. Um, and I'm not a. We've talked about this before. I'm not like a living, breathing uh, consumer of DFS. I enjoy it, but like today's a fun one. And I mentioned this on, on yesterday's uh, FSD. 
that like this is one where you can you know hang out with your uncle your, your parents maybe even your grandparents you know kids and kind of put together a little dfs tournament watch the football all day long now i have now aged out of the uh spot where i'm able to like sit for 15 hours or 12 hours on on you know turkey day like just camp out on the couch i gotta move around and go to different events and play games and so but i do have the game on it's just i'm not able to just sit and sit and sit uh, so for those who get to do it today, this is a fun one. And I, I would argue, Ray, that the two afternoon games are not particularly special. Um, the three games overall are all kind of rivalries, if you will. You know, we've got one out of the NFC North, out of the NFC East, and of course the NFC West. So should be fun. And, and the beauty of DFS is you don't necessarily need great matchups or good teams to, to have a lot of fun. And you look at the spreads today, Detroit's favored by seven and a half, Dallas by 12 and a half. Uh, San Francisco by seven and a half. Those are rather large spreads uh, for three games. Uh, do want to point you the direction fantasyguru.com. I think as of this moment, uh, cheat sheet is up. Uh, Ray's game day article, which includes these three games, that is up. Um, Armando Marsal has a whole rundown of kind of what he's thinking about this DFS slate. And of course, you and I, Ray, we're going to go game by game, kind of give some of our thoughts here. Uh, let's start with the Packers in Detroit. Probably the big news here, Ray, is Green Bay is is the walking wounded. Aaron Jones is out. Uh, Luke Musgrave is placed on IR. Uh, we will see on A.J. Dillon. He is expected to play. And that's probably one of the big decisions, I think, right now for a DFS player, Ray, is do they invest in A.J. Dillon? Point blank, I say no. I'm not interested. I, I don't think the Packers are going to be running a whole lot in this game. And A.J. Dillon, like we've talked about, he's just done nothing. Detroit, by the way, what is it, three and a half yards per carry? that they have given up this year. So uh, some people may think, oh, bargain, A.J. Dillon filling in for the injured Aaron Jones. I don't see it that way at all for this game. Yeah, I think it's different in seasonal and DFS. And I yeah. was in Discord this morning real quickly just posting that we were going to be live today. And I saw people asking questions. Make sure if you're asking questions today that you're clear about which what you're talking about, seasonal or DFS, because the answer is different. In seasonal, mm -hmm. you play Dillon. I mean, there's not many yeah. probably opportunities for people not to use them as like a flex option. In DFS, we got a different scenario going. Uh, you, you mentioned he's the only game in town, which is the positive, right? He's he's the running back that's likely to get you know 15 touches as a floor and then going upward from there. Dallas does allow 3.5 yards to carry, second best in football. Uh, they allow the fifth fewest points to the running back position in fantasy scoring. So it's not a wonderful matchup, but they're all kinds of beat up. Uh, mm -hmm. So the question becomes, you know, do you want to have a roster constructed with him on it or not? He's rather, like you said, he's rather inexpensive. He's less than Montgomery and Robinson and He's right there, basically with Charbonnet, at least on DraftKings. So right, that's going to be the decision for a lot yeah. of people, like Dylan Charbonnet. And I would suspect the public is really going to lean, even in the matchup, to Charbonnet. I, I I would suspect, but if if you're looking for like a big prize today, Ray, maybe Dylan's the route. And again, I, I don't expect anything, but part of winning DFS and and winning these big tournaments, if you're playing the GPP, is being different. AJ Dylan's going to be different than Zach Charbonnet today. Yeah, and I think that, and that's something that is one of the last pieces I think that people really grasp when it comes to DFS because they get so focused on I have to have the best players, not realizing that if you're playing the same players that 98% of other people are playing, mm -hmm. you win and you get three bucks. Like you don't win anything, right? So you have to differentiate yourself somewhere. I would play Charbonnet over Dylan straight up. Uh, but like you said, when we start talking about salaries, they're about the same. They're $100 difference on DraftKings. There's an $800 difference on FanDuel. So he's like, little more expensive, Dylan, on FanDuel, which also might mean less people would go in his direction because of the cost. Well, and, and you talk about being different. I, I As I look at this three-game slate, and I probably should have started here, but to me, the, the chalk today is going to be Dak Prescott at QB. McCaffrey, who's actually kind of cheap. <laughs> like, he's under 9,000, which you never get McCaffrey sub-9. So he's going to be really chalky. I, I think also out of this Detroit Green Bay game, I'm on Ross St. Brown. I, I would feel Ray is fairly chalky. Tight ends, there's actually a lot of places you can go with tight end today. But those three guys in particular, Prescott, St. Brown, and McCaffrey, I, I think like everybody kind of starts there. And then it's a, you know, it's it's the what other five or six spots where people are going to make a difference, I think, today. Yeah, and I'm by no means uh, Mr. DFS, right? But you have to, 
it's okay to play the guy at a high price that everyone else is playing if everyone else is playing him. Like if everyone's playing McCaffrey today, because like Kyle said, eighty seven hundred is not prohibitive. Yeah. If if everyone's playing him, you want to be different. But if he scores twenty seven points today, you want to have twenty seven points. So it's okay. You know, again, you, I think it's more of the mid level, low level where you really want to yeah. differentiate yourself. It's okay to go with Prescott. It's okay to go with CMC, even though the ownership is going to be very high today. Um, also in this Detroit Green Bay game, on the other side, the rushing attack, Ray, uh, Jameer Gibbs is more expensive than David Montgomery. I saw in your article, the game day article, taking a look back earlier in the season when the Lions played the Packers, it's worth noting David Montgomery got 32 carries in that game. He had three touchdowns. Uh, there's even the thought here. I think Armando brought this up in his write-up at fantasyguru.com. There's the thought of double tapping this backfield. What do you think? I mean, I think it's 6,800 for Gibbs at DK, mm-hmm. 63 for Montgomery. So you get that backfield for about 13,000. And I would say they should combine for at least 28 to 30 touches. They should combine for that coming up later today in this game against Green Bay. Yeah. And this includes the first game, you know, Montgomery's back from injury, but the last two games, it's 57 touches. It's a lot of touches, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and to your point, the you know they're both going to be heavily involved Montgomery and Gibbs. Gibbs has caught uh, six passes or five passes, excuse me, in three of four games. So his touches are high value touches uh, in the fantasy space. I think even though we saw Gibbs utilized at the goal line last week, I would still tilt toward Montgomery. You mentioned the success earlier the season: 130 yards, three touchdowns; 120 yards, three touchdowns. I think that it it is reasonable to consider playing both guys. Mm-hmm. Um, is it ideal in the DFS space? You know. But again, we're only talking a three-game slate here, so you, you know, it, it wouldn't be insane to do it. Uh, you look at the price points here, and, and we do see that, that Gibbs is you know, a little more expensive on DraftKings by about 500 bucks. Uh, he's $400 more than Montgomery on FanDuel. I would lean toward Montgomery in both spots because of the price point if I had to choose one, but I think it is viable to consider going with both. On, on the Green Bay side, like such as I know, I, you know, A.J. Dillon, who really cares? I'm not all that interested in, in Jordan Love. I mean, he's a pure differential play. Not many people are going to be thinking about him. Of, of the six QBs playing today, Love's probably in that 5-6 category, you know, in, in terms of QB rankings. But, Ray, with the Musgrave injury, there might be people looking to go really cheap on uh, Tucker Craft, mm-hmm. who we assume. He's a rookie. We assume he's the, the next guy up. And he is cheap. I... It's twenty five hundred, and Ray, I'd rather just pay the thirty five hundred or the four thousand for like a Ferguson or Logan Thomas. I, I'm not all that interested in Kraft, and and even the wide receivers. You know, there's three or four guys. It's it's tough to predict. I guess Jaden Reed's the best one going. Um, I don't have a problem with him today. We would suspect that the Packers are going to be playing from behind and trying to play catch up. Um, a lot of people are probably looking at one of the three or one of the four receivers with the Packers. I, I don't have a lean overall. I'd say Jaden Reed has the production. He's probably my favorite there. Uh, but again, I'm kind of avoiding. If I were a DFS player looking at this entire three-game slate, I'm kind of avoiding everything with the Packers on the offensive side. Yeah, we got that question from Scott in the, the chat room. Again, we need to know what we're talking about here. In a seasonal space, I'm going to play dubs over Reed. In the DFS space, I'm going to save 800 bucks and go read. I think they're close mm-hmm. enough uh, that you can go with, with read because it's 5000 to 4200 That gives you some more money to spend up, obviously. Straight up, I'd go with with, with uh, Romeo Dobbs, who, you know, for lack of a better way of saying it, is the touchdown maker for this team. Uh, and they are beat up, and the game could go wrong. I mean, it's one of those things. And we've seen Dobbs, Dubs, if he doesn't get in the end zone, it's three catches with 39 yards. It's not sexy at all. Uh, there is more splash excitement with Reed, but again, in a seasonal scenario, I would go Romeo Dobbs. And if I was playing DFS, I'd probably save the 800 and go down to read. Our good friend Rob Povey has a question. Uh, Tucker Craft, he's got two options here. You know, Tucker Craft, tight end, Charbonnet, your flex. Or Logan Thomas, tight end, Jalen Tolbert, your flex. We're going to get to this Dallas-Washington game. Ray, I kind of like Tolbert as, as that cheap, random play. Um, he's probably moved ahead of Michael Gallup. Is that fair, fair to say? Is your, is your number three receiver in Dallas? Um, I would go with the second option there, Rob, the Thomas-Tolbert combo. Um, 
not to say Charbonnet can't be played, but I'm still shying away from I think he's going to be really popular, more popular than he should be in this matchup against the 49ers. Yeah, if you look last week, Gallup played 25 snaps, Tolbert played 30. We've yeah. seen the snap share of Gallup, uh, Gallup go down, right? It, it's It's been a trend that we've seen now for about a month. He's kind of not being phased out of the offense, but others are catching up. Uh, I think that Brandon Cooks is the better option than Tolbert, right? So if, if I could fit that in, Jeff Vance was talking about that yesterday too. If I could fit Brandon Cooks in, he mm -hmm. would be my number one choice behind Gallup. Uh, but if I had to look at this matchup here, it's tough, Kyle. Um, yeah. I like Logan Thomas at that price point. Uh, I think Charbonnet gets 20 touches. I mean, Tucker Craft could get none. <laughs> you know, I we think I'm going to go with the Charbonnet side. Oh, really? I'm yeah. going to go with the Charbonnet. But I told her 3,100. Yeah, he's dirt cheap. And, and even on the other side, that that Cowboys-Commanders game, Curtis Samuel's not bad at 3,600. Um, th those are both guys that, I to me, would be popular. And and shifting to that game, Ray, um, you know, we expect Dallas to, to roll the Commanders. And they're favored by almost two touchdowns in this game. It's kind of crazy. Uh, the over-under is at 48.5, which is our largest number for today. And, and Ray, anytime we get into like double digit spreads, you know, this, it's that tug and pull of, okay, that means the Cowboys probably do well, but what are they doing in the second half? Are they still competing, if you will? Is Dak Prescott still throwing? Is uh, C.D. Lamb racking up eight, nine, ten catches? That's the danger, I think, with this game. I, I'm willing to roll the dice on that danger. I, I don't think that spreads a bit misleading. These games are always a little more competitive, I feel, on, on a holiday and with national TV. The Commanders are not an awful team. Now, Ron Rivera may be looking for a job in a few weeks, but they're not an awful team. I, I could see, like, the, the fear of Dallas blowing out Washington and thus kind of relaxing in the second half. I'm, I'm not really throwing that into my consideration with the Cowboys. I, I still like Lamb. I pay him for that. I told you about Tolbert. I think Jake Ferguson is a good spot at tight end. Um, Prescott's going to be really chalky today, which I, that's probably a chalk I'd avoid because there are other quarterbacks that you can make do with, but I don't fear the Cowboys just, you know, boat racing the commanders off the field today. Yeah. Normally you say too, when someone boat races someone off the field, there's fireworks, right? Mm -hmm. We've seen the Cowboys do that this year and yeah, right. The defense makes a couple of plays, special teams makes a play and <laughs> excuse me, they drop in a 30, 40 spot on the team and, Prescott thrown for 200 yards and they ran for you know 98. So yeah. I I expect the Cowboys to win. They've won 12 games in a row, which is the at home, which is the longest active streak in the NFL. They're the better team. Um, they've got the better weapons. I think that you know they're they have the potential to have a, a 30 plus point game, which is what the spread reflects. Um, but I I I kind of agree with you too that like I, and again maybe this is just but it's a special game. Everyone's hyped up. It's Thursday. It's Thanksgiving. Like you know, you're getting the best effort here and things can go sideways and you never know what could happen, but I don't anticipate this game being a, you know, blowout 38 to 10 or anything like that. I think we'll get at least enough from the commander's side that we won't like, I don't think we're likely to see them shut guys down the Cowboys late in this game. Prescott's uh, going to run you 6,800 at DraftKings. Uh, he's the most expensive QB golfs at 63, Sam Hell 62. And, and I'm sure, Ray, people will go Sam Howell. He's always kind of popular here because he's he's overlooked. He's kind of – but he's not cheap. I mean, 600 bucks below Prescott. I People will go the Howell route, and they're probably going to get 40 passes. Like, that should happen today, but I, I don't know if he's going to be big today. I think it's like, okay, 42 passes, but 260 yards, mm -hmm. maybe a couple touchdowns, a couple of picks. It's – I, if he were like more in the 5,500 range, then we're talking, you know, because then I'm saving, you know, 1,500 bucks or 1,300 bucks, and I can apply that to my receivers or my flex. I, I just don't see a $600 discount as all that. I mean, he's 100 bucks cheaper than golf. I, I don't see those guys very different going into today. Yeah. And I mean, Brock Purdy, cheaper too. I mean, it just. Yeah. You, know, you look at Sam Howell, he leads the league in attempts, he leads the league in passing yards. As we talked about on the show yesterday, he's 19th in QB rating. He's 22nd in QBR. He's taken the most sacks in football. Um, he He's the only quarterback in football that has more than six interceptions at home. He's got 10 of them, by the way. 
Um, it's it's a matchup where, you know, if Dallas gets that pass rush going against a quarterback that's taken a ton of sacks, we could be looking at danger zone city there. I agree yeah. with you. It's If Howell was priced down, okay. But this is a slate where we have viable options. Prescott, Goff, Purdy, to me, are all better options. And in the case of Purdy, like we said, he's even $100 cheaper. Is there anybody you love in this game between Washington and Dallas? I mean, C.D. Lamb is obviously going to be popular. Mm-hmm. Um, I like him a lot. I think he's, you know, he'd be, he'd be a guy I'd pay up for. Other than that, I, I mentioned Ferguson. I kind of like him as your tight end differential instead of going the Kittle route or people might be going Tucker Craft and be real cheap. But I kind of like Ferguson in that middle tier. Dallas's defense could be attractive. Now they're, what are they, 3800 bucks at DraftKings. That's the most expensive defense. San Francisco is 36 I never pay up for defenses, but now when you're dealing with a six-game slate, Ray, you can actually think about it. Uh, the Cowboys, with the potential of Hal throwing picks, we've seen pick sixes the other way. You got Micah Parsons. You're the home team. That's that's a little alluring. Usually, I don't even think about the most expensive defense. I'd be thinking about it today with the Cowboys. Yeah, and just as an example over DraftKings, points per game, uh, Sam Laporte is at 12.5 on average this season. Cowboys defense is 12-9. So, you know, I mean, it's it's in that zone. And Hal takes sacks, and they can generate sacks yeah. and generate turnovers. And Deron Bland's got to pick six every week, kind of exaggerating there. He's got four of them this season. I mean, it's – I don't – I always feel uneasy playing a defense in a slate like this. But I'll also say that how many people will go that way? It's not sexy. Yeah. It's not exciting. And, uh, you know, I think that there's a lot of excitement with Howell, who especially in the fantasy world, is top 10 quarterback easily, despite – all the, the issues we have with him. Um, I think that they're a viable option. I agree with you. I think that Ferguson's a, a very much in play at the tight end mm-hmm. position today, Kyle. He's not a big, usually a big pass catcher, but he's a definite red zone threat for this team. Prescott looks for him all the time down near the end zone. Uh, so I think those are two pretty good options. And on the other side, you know, Brian Robinson gets no no love. I mean, we, I was laughing. He's a top five running back yeah. in PPR setup in the football this season. He's top five. Um, it sounds like Gibson, I haven't seen it yet. It sounds like Gibson's going to give it a go today with that toe issue. Certain time decision. Yeah. Is yeah. You know, so we'll decide there what, how involved Robinson will be as a pass catcher. But I think those are three guys that I would look at, uh, in addition to the defense that we're talking about. And, and Troy in our chat room, um, now he's in a standard league, non PPR. So Robinson to me, Ray in a PPR automatic, non PPR, not as much. Um, and, and here you see the situation, make the, make the call on Robinson today for the 4:30 kickoff. Or do you wait Warren, Najee, Javante, D hop uh, again? It's yes. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I look at those options for Sunday, right? And I probably go Warren. Gosh, D hop, gosh, standard. Well, I might awesome. pass on Robinson in a standard for the, for this game because I'm not getting the credit for those four or five pass receptions. Well, and I'll say it this way, and I don't – Troy, you got a good team there. I would start every one of these guys every week in every league I'm in. <laughs> so you got you got some options here, and I'm yeah. not kidding. I would legitimately – I'd wish to have these guys in my lineup every week uh, this season. I think that Robinson is – again, I, I, I it's I'm not looking for Robinson to run for 120 yards and have some banger three-touchdown game like we talked about, David. Uh, Montgomery having earlier, but he scored in six straight games on the road as Robinson. He is really the lifeblood of this offense. They're giving him 20 touches a week. I'm still going to go Robinson here of these, of these options. Again, uh, I will say what Kyle said that, you know, when you look at Warren, I think Warren's in play. Javante Williams is a little more difficult against the Browns, but he's obviously in play. Hopkins Mm -hmm. is the, the offense through the air, even though it's not a high volume situation. For the Titans. Uh, and then Najee Harris, I mean, we have an OC change in Pittsburgh. It, we don't know exactly how that's going to play out. I don't anticipate Warren suddenly becoming the goal line back. I don't yeah. anticipate that. So we could still end up with Harris getting 18 carries for 53 yards and that touchdown, right? So I'll go Brian Robinson, but that's a very tough call. Again, it's a, a 430 kickoff. Rico Dowdle is questionable. Some people might be thinking, hey, if it's a blowout and Rico Dowdle gets his, you know, 10 carries in the fourth quarter, that could be a DFS edge if you, if you want to play that. Now, again, he's questionable. A lot of people are going to fade him just out of the, you know, he's got the the red cross attached to his name, the, the flag, if you will. So a lot of people will fade him just out of that. Uh, worth noting a couple other things. Washington's defense, DVOA, they are dead last against the pass. 
So even if you don't go the Prescott or Lamb route, you want pieces from the Cowboys receiving side, whether it's Cooks or Tolbert, Ferguson. You, you want somebody from this receiving side with the Cowboys because they're, they're 24 passing touchdowns have been allowed by the commanders this year. That's, that's the worst in the NFL. So Prescott, you should bet on two touchdowns at least I would think for today. Uh, Dallas also 12 and O in their last 12 home games. Of course they're home today. Take on the commanders. Uh, Ray, let's move to the eight 20 game, uh, San Francisco and Seattle. Uh, here's where we stand on the injuries. Kenneth Walker, probably out, almost certainly out. So I, I know we're having to make decisions at 12 o'clock and this game's at eight o'clock, but I, I would play it, Ray, as if Walker's out. Charbonnet, 5,300 bucks. That's going to make him popular. It sounds like Geno Smith is going to play. Pete Carroll said as much yesterday that Geno Smith is going to be under center. Tyler Lockett is good to go. Uh, DK Metcalf is good to go. San Francisco is fine all around, but probably the big news, Ray, is, is no Walker and Charbonnet. So what's your take on Charbonnet? I think there will be work. I'm not expecting a whole lot here. It's it's good to get 14 carries, 16 touches, whatever it is. I don't think he's going to be a victory for the DFS player. Season long, you might have to use him, you know, depending on what you have. But I don't like this matchup, and I don't think Seattle is going to get to pound the rock a whole lot against San Francisco tonight. DraftKings, by the way, has $600 difference between Drew Locke and Geno Smith, which is interesting. <laughs> well, um, they don't want anybody stealing Drew Locke for 2K. Yeah, I guess, right? Yeah. Uh, I agree with you. All signs uh, point to Walker not being active today. Uh, I think that that, as we've discussed previously this week on the show, that that leads to a high volume of work for Charbonnet. I think that the saving grace for Charbonnet, it could be, you know, 16 carries for 49 yards. Could be a, a rough game there. The saving grace for him is he has been the third down back. And so I don't anticipate that changing now. I don't think DJ Dallas comes in and plays a bunch of third downs and steals a bunch of catches from Charbonnet. So I think there's a legitimate chance that Charbonnet gets 20 touches. Yeah. Now, are they high are high value touches? Are they banging touches? Is he getting in the end zone a couple of times? Like those things are questionable. I think in a seasonal setup, uh, he's a bottom level running back two. I think in the DFS space, you, and again, I haven't looked into ownership rates and projections and all that. Mm -hmm. I bet Charbonnet's, even with the tough matchup, he's 5,300, like you said, Kyle. Yeah, he's going to be popular. And I, yeah, that's yeah. chalk I wouldn't eat. I'd go elsewhere on that 5,300. Now, I wouldn't go Dylan, but I guess what I would say there is running back is probably a spot I'd spend up on this week like i'm gonna have McCaffrey. everybody's gonna have mccaffrey i think a lot of combos right are gonna be mccaffrey and charbonnet like people are gonna go expensive and he's cheap. not crazy expensive mm -hmm. and then that cheap guy you know kind of split the split the baby if you will i i'd rather get interested in the gibbs pollard montgomery uh brian robinson world like i'm gonna have mccaffrey just like everybody else but instead of where everybody else is going with charbonnet i'm probably going with one of those other running backs yeah i think that's totally fair um it's a it's a build question, and again, I, mm -hmm. I don't have ownership rates uh, here, but I think the idea of McCaffrey and uh, Charbonnet makes sense. I think a lot yeah. of people, like you said, will probably lean in that direction. If you want to go a little bit more, it's a hundred bucks more for Dylan. It's six hundred more for Robinson. Uh, you know, if you wanted to pay up a little bit further, you know, you got Montgomery at sixty three hundred. That's a uh, thousand more, so that is more expensive. Uh, I think that you know, at the tight end position, if you avoid you know Kittle and Laporta. And you go with either Ferguson or Thomas, that saves you a little bit of money too. I think at the wide receiver position, if you pay down a little bit, you know, to like a Brandon Cooks who we talked about earlier, you can save some money there. Uh, but that is going to be an interesting question how people handle the backfield. Charbonnet probably, even with the difficult matchup because of the price point, will be fairly attractive. Yeah. And and Hal in the room talks about that Lions stack. We we touched on that earlier, talking about Montgomery and Gibbs. I I think it's totally doable. I mean, the price tags are fine. Uh, what is that? 13-1. It's just, I think you got to have McCaffrey somewhere. So maybe you flex them, but I, I don't dislike the idea of the Lions backfield. Um, a lot of people won't be able to get there uh, because they're going to spend money on Kittle or they're going to spend money on Prescott. Maybe they have the Dallas defense. So I think it's, it's very doable. You can absolutely fit it and you can still get McCaffrey. And that would give you three of the top four running backs uh, in terms of where they're priced. It's a little too much in my world. You know, I'm, I'll take two of these four 
I don't know if I'm going three of the four, uh, but you can do it and you can still get value at tight end. There's plenty of value at wide receiver. You know, we mentioned Tolbert and Samuel, those kind of guys in matchups where you expect throwing you one of the Green Bay guys for dirt cheap. So, so the build looks fine. Ray, you probably need, again, with Montgomery Gibbs, if you're going that way, a win would be, I got 35 touches, at least 200 total yards, and two touchdowns from those two. And, and that's not crazy, 35 touches, 200 total. It's a good game for both, but that's, I, I think if you go with that double build in the Lions backfield, that's what you're hoping for. So if that sounds good to you, 35, 202, which it should. I think it's doable at 13-1. I mean, th- those guys can certainly pull that off today against the Packers. Yeah, and I'm just like throwing a lineup together with these guys in it. Like Prescott, Gibbs, Montgomery, uh, DK Metcalf, Brandon Cooks, Terry McLaurin. Yeah. Ferguson, Brian Robinson. Like That's good. It, it, so, <laughs> yeah. you know, you, you and that I saw $700, $600. Or yeah, the pricing is not tight on this no, slate. Yeah. It's not. And and I think the thing that saves us from having to have a crazy build, honestly, is the tight end position. Because, mm-hmm. you know, usually people pay up and people are going to pay up for Kittle, but you've got Kittle, Laporta, Thomas, and Ferguson. And I think all four legit options. It's not like yeah, on a typical to... three game slate, you'd be hoping for like two tight ends. Maybe. And this one has four or five yeah. guys. Yeah. So I think that really saves you, especially, you know, look, look, we, Ferguson's 39 and Thomas is 3,500. So there is salary relief at the tight end position with a legitimate option that allows you to pay up at the other spots. And it is, like we said, it's, it's fair to be looking at both backs for the Lions. Mention uh, McCaffrey under 9K, uh, first time since week seven he's been that cheap. So, again, kind of the soft pricing there. What about Purdy? I And and I, I was saying this QB matchup, Ray, I don't think many people are thinking of Geno Smith at all. I don't like him either. I'm not saying go Geno. I'm kind of with the public on that one, kind of avoiding Geno Smith. Purdy, I, I feel, is getting a little overlooked. You know, the chalk says Prescott. The maybe sneaky play is Hal. I think Purdy kind of gets forgotten here, with especially with how good he's been the last two or three weeks. Yeah, uh, three passing scores each of the last two games. Uh, he's gone 295 yards in three straight games. Uh, he leads the NFL in QB rating. Uh, he destroyed, and this is in the article over at fantasyguru.com. Again, use the promo code FSD20 to read this article and all the others. Uh, he destroyed the Bucks deep last week. He had, passes over 10 air yards. He had 213 yards and two mm. touchdowns because the Niners do what the Dolphins do. They scheme it well. They get everyone moving. They get all kinds of motion, and Purdy drops balls in buckets, and guys go running really far. <laughs> ben Ike leads the league in yards per catch. <laughs> so I think that Purdy, you're right, Kyle. I think that there's a lot of excitement, obviously, about Dak Prescott, uh, Goff, Howell, and, and Purdy, who is fourth in terms of price point, uh, may slip through a little bit. I definitely would play Purdy over Howell. We talked about that earlier, and I don't have a problem playing him over Goff, who's 200 more expensive either. I'll tell you another guy who could be a difference maker today is Debo Samuel. Mm-hmm. He's been so quiet. No one's going to um, use him. No one's going to use Debo Samuel, and that is a guy who can explode. Yep. At 5900 bucks, and I think Armando said that's the cheapest since week four. Like, I'm all in on Debo. Because that, that, that is getting, we know, I know he's not been a stud this year, but we know what he can do. And getting that guy at 5,900 and he's buried under like the ownership of Lamb and St. Brown and Metcalf even, like even Ayuk. I mean, Brandon Ayuk might be more popular than Debo Samuel. I love him at 5,900. I'm not predicting big things, but that's, that's absolutely a risk I'm willing to go on is Debo Samuel 5,900. And and rarely can you say this, but it's kind of a differential to go Debo. In, yeah, in and I think he's obviously been disappointing in the fantasy space. He's been disappointing this season, and uh, he is someone I would. I'm always starting Debo Samuel. I have him in my dynasty league. It's different. It's a 16 teamer, but you're always starting Debo Samuel, even if you're in a 10 team league. And you, I don't know how you really don't because of what Kyle said. This is not theoretical. This mm-hmm. is 120 yards and two touchdowns, and yeah. Right. There's not a lot of guys that you can say that about. Now, again, we're getting a lot of five, six touches for you know 50 yards. It's been disappointing. But I, I would we still have him as a bottom level or mid-level wide receiver two this week. I agree with that in a seasonal aspect. Today he's 5,900, which is not price prohibitive at all. And because his ownership rate has got to be lower than 
you know, St. Brown, Ayuk, Lamb, DK Metcalf, these guys are going to be really intriguing to people. I think Debo Samuel is a very intriguing play today. Uh, George Kittle, 20-plus PPR points in uh, each of his past three games. You pay up, Ray? I, I, I'm I, not for George Kittle. I, I still think he's like, he needs that one big play, which he's gotten lately. He needs that one big play, but I still feel like he's, you know, a four-catch-a-week guy in this mm-hmm. offense, and I, I'd rather bail on Kittle um, instead of paying up. He, he's obviously the most expensive tight end today. He has four catches for 90 yards and two touchdowns in two of the last three games against Seattle. He's murdered them throughout his career. Uh, yeah, he has. The last three weeks, he scored 20 PPR points every game. Yeah. Um, there's a lot to say go Kittle, but as we discussed, I'm kind of of the opinion that you are too, that he's not normally part of this offense to the point where he's catching seven or eight passes. That's not. He's not Travis Kelsey. He might produce mm-hmm. like Travis, but he's not. He needs that touchdown. And, you know, it, those things tend to run in bunches. I would pay down at the, the tight end position where I am comfortable with those three other guys that we discussed. I'd pay down at the tight end position and save the money that I'd have to spend on Kittle at other positions. Yeah. Uh, defensively, Niners are 3600 We talked about the Cowboys, 38 If I'm paying up for defense, I'm going Dallas. It's $200 more. Mm-hmm. Do you like San Francisco a little more? I, I don't think they're a defense to pay up in this particular matchup. Dallas I'll pay up for if I want to go that expensive a defense. Mm-hmm. But I don't think San Francisco fits for me. Yeah, Hufunga's down for the, the Niners. They're weak in the defensive backfield anyway. Losing him is, is difficult. Seattle probably has some success passing the ball today. Uh, I think that obviously the Niners front front seven, if you will, is where their, their money is made defensively. So I, I'm I'm okay going with the Niners. You know, it's not a bad play whatsoever. They could steamroll a team that might have to go to their backup quarterback. Yeah. DK's got the toe issue. There's a hamstring issue with Lockett. Charbonnet's never been the lead guy. Like, there's reasons to go in that direction, but I do agree with you. I would just pay up the extra $200 for the Cowboys. So, again, that game is uh, 8-20 tonight. Um, in closing on the DFS slate, and we'll get to a lot of people firing questions for the week, so we'll get to those in a bit. But overall, Ray, I'm probably, again, eating chalk on Prescott, McCaffrey, and Brown. I'm willing to eat there. Um, I guess if you want to say differential, you know, where am I going to be different from the crowd? And I, I want people to know this is mainly for a cash setup. Mm-hmm. You know, if I'm going for the big, what is it like? There, there's like an $800,000. Yeah. You know, obviously I'm going to switch it up. I'm just playing cash, you know, win my money, finish at the top half, if you will. So again, you know, Prescott, McCaffrey, Brown. I like Debo a lot. I, I, I think Tolbert's probably my third wide receiver. I'm probably going Ferguson at tight end. Um, my second running back is kind of where I go back and forth. I don't know if I want Gibbs or Montgomery. And, and I can fit either guy, Ray. I, and I guess I'd go Gibbs because the, the the big payoff is probably there more. But when I say big payoff, I'm also thinking to myself, touchdowns, that that's still maybe the province of Montgomery, which you can have six, seven catches. That's great if you're Jameer Gibbs, but I'm getting two touchdowns from Montgomery. I Kind of like the the style there. I mean, sixty three hundred too. Yeah, and DraftKings is one point perception, right? So you've, you can factor yeah. that in too. Um, I think that Montgomery is five hundred less, despite all the success he's had. He's not the sexiest option. I think mm-hmm. you said it well too, because we have been talking mostly about cash game, right? We should have said that yeah. more directly. Uh, I think that the cash game play is Montgomery. Number one, because I do believe he's the goal line back. Number two, because he's going to get a heavy workload. It's at least 15 touches. And number three, because he's less expensive. I think those are easily three reasons to go with Montgomery. I think, though, that Gibbs is the younger one. Gibbs is the sexy one. And it's only a $500 difference. So I think the ownership is much more likely to be higher on Gibbs. So, again, I think it depends where you're playing. If if it was me in a seasonal, I'd go Montgomery. Here today, if I'm playing this and I'm playing a cash game setup, I'd probably go Montgomery, save the 500 bucks and – Spend it, you know, to try to see if I could fit McCaffrey in or St. Brown as a pass catcher. Yeah, for my cash build, Ray, I, I zeroed out. I just kind of did. I've kind of been digging with this one. Right. Prescott, then a McCaffrey-Montgomery combo in the backfield. St. Brown, Samuel, and Tolbert. Ferguson. Khalif Raymond is going to be my dart. Everybody needs a dart throw, even a cash lineup. He, he's probably my dart throw right at 3K. You're hoping for two catches and a touchdown. Like that's a, that's what you're hoping for. I don't love that. I may adjust and 
And where I would adjust is probably bailing on the Cowboys defense. But for some reason, Ray, I keep coming back to that Cowboys defense. Like I think they're in a, with a turnover prone quarterback, a defense that eats and feeds off turnovers. I, I just love that matchup for the Cowboys. It's something I rarely do, but probably going to do it with my cash build, I think, today. Yeah, and I think, again, if we're talking ownership rates, I think everyone's going to make that call, too. So if the Cowboys' ownership rate is high, you're keeping pace if you're paying up. You're not losing anything. It's not prohibitive to the point where they're you know, 28% more expensive. You know, it's it's what everyone's going to do. So I'll, I'll play the chalk there as well. I'd go with Cowboys on defense. And, and if I didn't want to go chalk, I might go Seahawks, maybe. Just because Purdy has had a couple of games this year where turnovers have been an issue. His passes haven't been particularly sharp. Um, so that might be the cheap route if I were looking at cheaper defenses. So that is where we stand uh, for today. Again, we are starting up uh, in about 50 minutes, 1230 Eastern for that first game, then 430 for Dallas, Washington, 820 for later tonight. Uh, a couple of questions. Let's dig through these. Um, let's see. You got a lot of people piling up stuff. Uh, PPR. This is Hal. He has to sit one of these. Chase, DJ Moore, Ridley, Olave. <laughs> sounds, like Derek Carr, <laughs> sounds like Derek Carr is back for the for the yeah. Saints, if that matters. I, I guess Chase, Ray, you have to play him. You yep. just have to. I, I get that he doesn't have his quarterback, but you, you got to give it at least one go around to see what happens. Uh, he's got to play. I think DJ Moore against the Vikings, pro, he's been so productive that it's tough to sit him. It helps that Fields is there. I think I'd sit Ridley. And 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 the reason I sit him, Ray, is just because he's unpredictable. He's all over the place. I talked about this earlier in the week. It's And, and that may burn you because when he's on, he's a 100-yard guy. We, we saw it last week. But there's a lot of games, Ray, where he totally disappears from this Jaguars offense. Yeah, and I encourage everyone to play in wide receiver, three wide receiver leagues. And then you don't have this issue. You play all three of these guys. Stick the fourth in your flex. Maybe Hal just put a great team together. Uh, you're benching a top 30 guy every week. It's just how it is. This week I'm benching Ridley, as Kyle said. Uh, I think the other three guys have they have a little bit more going for them, not to mention that in the case of, you know, Olave doesn't share the wide receiver position. DJ Moore doesn't share the wide receiver position. I don't think T. Higgins is playing, so Chase isn't sharing. Right. Ridley's got Kirk there, and then any given week, either one of those guys could have eight or nine targets. So, yeah, Ridley's a strong play this week for most people. In this scenario, he's out. Let's go to Jordan. Uh, he's looking for a flex and a PPR. Sutton, Deontay Johnson, James Cook, McLaurin, and Jaden Reed. I, if, gosh, I only get one of these. I guess Sutton you can just bail on him because of the Cleveland match. I mean, that's some people might say, hey, he gets a touchdown every week. Ray he might does. say that. Deontay Johnson, he's dead the last two weeks. Nowhere to be found. Uh, James Cook, I, I don't like the matchup with Philly. Jaden Reed, I'm not there on the. I'm probably going McLaurin. And it's crazy with McLaurin, Ray, with all these passes, you would think he's putting up a huge season. He's not. He, he's he's actually, I don't think he's crossing 90 yards at all this year. Um, I, I am making a pure play on the fact that I think the commanders are going to be throwing all game. Uh, PPR, I'm hoping for five catches here. I think McLaurin can do that. It's not so much pro McLaurin. It's just these other guys I'm a little negative on. Yeah, I think in the case of McLaurin, he should be producing more than he is in an offense that throws it 40 times a week. He's basically catching five for 50, and we've got our fingers crossed for a touchdown. Uh, so let's assume it's five for 50 is the baseline. Can James Cook get 10 points, even in the difficult matchup with the Eagles? Yeah, he's got 100 yards from scrimmage the last two games. He, he you know, Even though Johnson flashed a little bit and Murray was involved too, still had 17 touches on the ground, still had three through the air. I'm going to go James Cook. Okay, I would have McLaurin second. So I'd have him right behind, but I'm going to go with James Cook, even in that difficult matchup where they are likely to struggle to significantly uh, do great things on the ground against the Eagles. Henry's up next. And a big thank you to everybody tuning in on Thanksgiving morning. Uh, thank your wives or significant others for letting you do this. Henry is one of them. Uh, PPR Garrett Wilson, Kyron Williams, or James Cook. Kyron Williams is going to be back. I, I said earlier in the week, I think he's going to get work. You know, he's going to be out there for the Rams. That being said, Ray, I mean, Garrett Wilson, It's I'm just so out on, on the Jets off. You can't right? with Boyle. I just don't think you can. can't. Yeah. And I guess James Cook, we got results. I'd, I'd go Cook here over Kyron Williams. I think Williams, if you own him for a lot of people, mm -hmm. he can be your flex. But if, if James Cook or Kyron Williams is your option, I'm going Cook. 
Yeah, I think our rankings have them like three spots apart at fantasyguru.com. And here's what I'll say. When he got injured at the time, the leader in terms of snaps per week in all of football was Kyron Williams. He 56 mm-hmm. snaps a game. He was playing like 95% of the snaps, right? He is the goal line guy. I would anticipate, I mean, they they got rid of Henderson, then they re-signed him to the practice squad, but Henderson's out, right? Uh, I think that Kyron Williams returns and he gets 15 touches right off the hop. And I think he'll get work at the goal line. So I'm going to favor Kyron Williams here. And again, it's like a couple of spots over Cook. Yeah. I think the matchup with the Cardinals is a better one for the Rams than it is for the Bills on the ground against the Eagles. I, I just always hesitate when a guy's coming off a fairly long time. 100%. You know, first game back and they're going to use uh, I, I worry about that. It's like HM last week. It's yep. Are they truly healthy and stuff? So I, I, I'm kind Both of are. trying to avoid that burn, if you will. Uh, speaking of A-Chan, not looking good for tomorrow on Friday. Uh, remember, there's that Black Friday game between the Jets and the Dolphins. A couple of other injury things. T. Higgins is still missing practice. You heard Ray mention that. Cooper Cup had a Wednesday DNP with that low ankle sprain. Other DMPs yesterday, Noah Brown, George Pickens, uh, Koo, Young Hoo Koo with uh, Atlanta. I know a lot of people... Don't care about kickers, but he's a guy that you probably have if you uh, roster kickers. He was out yesterday with a back injury, so pay attention to that. Uh, Let's see. Damian Pierce back at practice. Derek Carr practicing. Josh Downs, Jalen Guyton, Gerald Everett, all those guys returning. Now, we will be here tomorrow. Not we. Ray will be here tomorrow with some other guests. Uh, So we will have a show. So Ray will give you the latest on some uh, injuries there. Uh, But that's kind of where we stand right now uh, in terms of injuries. You know, again, the big one probably following Cup, uh, Noah Brown. I, I said it yesterday. Even if Achan plays, I don't care. I'm like out on him for this week against the Jets. Don't. I care think it's me. tough. Yeah, I don't know if he. It doesn't sound like he's going to play anyway. So that would save people from having to make that decision. But I agree with you at this point. Uh, if he is active, I'd be very. It'd be very difficult for me to feel confident in starting him. Uh, Mark just chimed in with a pretty important question because it deals with today's game. Um, the idea of starting Jahan Dotson today. Because of questionable tags on Keenan Allen and Puka Nakua, I those guys I think are going to be out there. I, I wouldn't go the Dotson route. He he may get a, he always gets a touchdown, you know, two catches and a score. Uh, I I think I Ray chance it. I'm not making that decision today. I'd, I'd go with Nakua and, and Allen. Yeah, yeah, and I'll say it this way: I'm very concerned about Cup's availability this week, and there's no way the Rams would go without Cup and Puka. No way. So even yeah. if Puka wasn't okay, he'd be playing. Uh, I have full full confidence that Puka Nakua and Keenan Allen, as we sit here today on Thursday morning, are the better plays than Dotson. I would not play Dotson over them. Okay, so that oh Justin Jefferson, don't want to forget that we had a report probably an hour before the game, uh, show started here. Uh, Jefferson not looking good for Week 12, which has been trending in that direction, but that's the latest that he's not really a good bet. Um, and they play Monday night, by the way. Uh, Vikings are against the Bears, so that's something to keep in mind too. As you prep for the uh, weekend, do not probably plan on Justin Jefferson being there. Uh, Ray, before we get out of here, there is a bit of baseball on this Thanksgiving day. Uh, We had a trade yesterday. Uh, The NL champion, it's still kind of weird to say that, uh, Arizona Diamondbacks made a move yesterday. And and one that was necessary. Their, Their third base position was one of the worst in baseball last year. Might have been like bottom two, bottom three of all third basemen. Uh, in baseball, they've got nothing out of their third baseman. Ray, they made a trade. A. Eugenio Suarez, uh, Mr. Strikeout. Strikeout like crazy. Probably mm-hmm. more than anybody else in baseball. But he also hits home runs. Mm-hmm. Um, hits about 220. Nowadays, that plays. <laughs> so they made the move a necessary move. And it didn't appear that they gave up a whole lot. I mean, Suarez is not expensive. They gave up like a couple of just, you know, 23rd, 24th, 25th man on the roster. Uh, no problem at all with this Arizona trade. Yeah, it seems like a really good trade uh, for Suarez himself. It's a little bit better, obviously, offensive environment. It's extremely difficult to hit in Seattle. Uh, and that's a great move, I think, for the Diamondbacks. I believe this is the last year of the contact for Suarez, so they'll have to worry about that long term. But he's 32 years old. As you mentioned, he's not very expensive. He strikes out a ton. Still had 96 RBIs last year. And if you look at his last you know, six healthy seasons, he's been a 30-80 guy. Uh, pretty much every year, I think he can return to 30 home runs hitting in Arizona. So I think that was a good move, and it didn't seem like it was a very costly one. Yeah, not, I think 11 million is is where he stands, and uh, Seattle might be clearing a little bit of space to make a run at somebody. Somebody being Shohei Atani, still a dark horse, really dark horse uh, for this upcoming uh, off season. Uh, real quickly, David, I want to get to this question. Um, 
do you drop Pickens, Dobbs, or Rasheed Rice to get Jerome Ford? How Man. is Jerome Ford on wait? Yeah. On the wait? No idea. He's a top twenty-two running back right now. I got no problem dropping Dobbs or Rice, either one of them. I like Rice is still enticing, right? Because we assume all oh, the cheap, but like I said, they're middle of the pack in scoring. They're not all that explosive. I would drop Rice. I'd get Ford. Would I start Ford over Williams or Charbonnet? I probably would. Mm-hmm. I'd probably start him over Charbonnet. I, I'm dumbfounded that Ford's on the waiver wire. Like I mean, yeah. just, I mean we. <laughs> Join us at fantasyguru.com, promo code FSD20. Um, we would have told you to get him two months ago. Um, I think that, that right now we have Ford as a top 20 running back this week. I'd play him over both running backs this week if I had to make that decision. Uh, I agree with Kyle that I, we're making a drop here. I'm going to drop Dove, Romeo Dobbs, because I think he and Rice basically get the same workload. They're basically kind of the same guy. I'm going to side with Mahomes. I'm just going to do it, and I'm going to hope he emerges. But as Kyle noted, it's not very sexy. Appreciate the question, David. Uh, turkey, ham. Ray, you say turkey. I say turkey as well. Okay. Although I don't mind ham. Ham to me is like more of an Easter thing. We have ham though too, but yeah. turkey. I, I kind of like ham is, I, I say that for Easter. Today's turkey. Although tonight I get beef tenderloin. Ooh, <laughs> I'm not paying. <laughs> all right. uh, you see the special down there. This is a biggie. Uh, we have the FSG 20, which is running all the time. This is huge, though, and it's only until Monday. Again, 40% off. You see it on the screen. That is for the VIP Platinum plan. That's everything. DFS, you get all the data, Elite Plus, you get us, everything. Discord. Uh, Turkey 4-0, right? Turkey 40, Ray. You got it. Yeah, that's football, baseball, basketball, hockey, golf, racing, uh, east uh, soccer. That's we do some yeah. soccer too, Kyle, as you know. So yeah, Turkey Forty gets you a forty percent discount on the whole thing we offer at FantasyGuru.com. Yeah, check it out this weekend; it's a hell of a deal. Uh, that'll do it for us today. Happy Thanksgiving to all. We're about uh, forty minutes away from kickoff, so enjoy all the action today. Enjoy the family. Enjoy the friends, the drink, the food, all that stuff. Uh, make sure it's a good one. Um, I'm going to enjoy it so much that I'm not going to be here tomorrow. So I, I will not be here. But, Ray, you are going to be here, correct? I'll be here, yeah. And the plan is for myself to be joined by Russell Clay and Tyler Beaker. We'll review the three games from today, and we'll okay. look ahead toward Week 12 on the weekend. Love it. And we got a game tomorrow, so I'm sure you guys will be breaking down That's the Jets it. and the Dolphins. Black Friday is upon us. Tim Boyle is upon <laughs> us. <laughs> Just crazy. Isn't it wild how the season twists and turns? I mean <laughs> – how many quarterbacks are going to start games this year by the time it's all over? Jeez. Time. Pretty wild. Uh, folks, thanks for joining us uh, here on Thanksgiving. Uh, I don't. I, I expected nobody to be here, and we had people hanging out the whole time. So shows what I know, I guess, about uh, how much people love their uh, football. But good stuff. Uh, Ray, have a great holiday, and uh, take care tomorrow. I'll see you on Monday, okay? Sounds like a plan, Kyle. Enjoy your holiday as well. Will do. This has been uh, Fantasy Sports Daily, powered by FantasyGuru.com.